Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, podcast number 4747. Well done. Thank you. I'm your host, Brian. With me tonight, of course, is Kimberly. Hello. And uh, back from his Warwind book tour um, uh, is Ian. Hey. Evening, everybody. And, of course, uh, with us tonight uh, is uh, Eric, is back with us. Aloha. Uh, I'm not, of course, of course. <laughs> How is everybody doing this evening? Good, good. Good. Doing all right. Doing all right? Just all right? Just all right. I'm fine, but not dandy. I don't know. You can seem kind of very good dandy sometimes. Really? Dandy sometimes? Well, but I'm probably not fine when I'm dandy. I'm moderately neato. Okay. All right. Well, of course, uh, it, it, um, we, we just finished celebrating, uh, Thanksgiving, which is, I get, isn't that celebrating? Isn't that, um, uh, um, the, a group of people who came to the new world, um, slave owners who wanted to be free? Uh, I don't think the pilgrims had slaves. I'm having uh, servants. No. Okay. They wanted to be free of religious oppression. And, because their group failed to suppress others and became a suppressed group. Right. So they needed to get out of here so that we could come and, and suppress some Native people. But just think how awesome that would be if you really could just pick up and be like, I can't stand the way these people do shit around here. I'm going across the ocean. I'm starting the whole thing brand new. I'm going to name the town after me. I'm only letting people in that I like. And everyone's going to have to do things my way. That would be awesome. Yes, but they had to bring blankets with smallpox to do it. I, I, I think later. you might be kind of consolidating your Am I? <laughs> and they named their town after the town they left, which is kind of... Kind of strange, yeah. <laughs> Let's get oh, away from this awful place and name it the same thing. It, it is funny, you know, because the, the colonies certainly were a place for people to practice um, their own brand of uh, Christianity. Except for mm-hmm. Massachusetts. Didn't they have religious freedom there, more or less? That was the, the Pilgrims. Pilgrims. That was the Pilgrims, yeah. The colonies, right? The 13 colonies? Massachusetts yeah, was one of the 13 colonies. Yeah, Massachusetts was one of the And then one of them was the freer one, but I don't remember which is which. I, th- I thought it was Massachusetts, but I could be wrong. One of them. Rhode Island? It was Rhode Island. <laughs> I don't know. One of them. <laughs> what only, a complete only... history fail. Oh, man. History here. fail. That's right. Well, we're, you know, we, we're not amateur historians. You know, yeah, we're that's not. True. You know, yeah, not I think even in Massachusetts. You can practice any religion you want as long as it was Puritanism. It was the fort of the colonies. Anyways, so you can practice any religion you want as long as it's mine. Yeah, excellent. So uh, I, I might be correct on Rhode Island. We'll get more into this stuff later in the podcast. Yes, sir. yes sir. But now that I've massacred our national holiday for us, did everybody have a good Thanksgiving? I did. Yep. yep. Good. Yeah, great Thanksgiving. Great week, great weekend. Kind of busy and relaxed at the same time. Excellent. I had, I also had a, uh, had a lovely Thanksgiving. Busy though, you know, cause you cook one day and then you clean, then you gotta make the soup and then you gotta, you know, it's just. It's work. It is, it is work. Soup isn't free or something. Yeah, I made, I made turkey dumpling soup. That sounds good. Yeah. But then Sunday I settled down with my computer and I started doing my Linux from scratch stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On business. On to business. Yes. Okay. So, all right. Give us our announcements, Kimberly. Okay. We've got a couple of things coming up. It seems they're all clustered. So on Wednesday, November 30th, we have two events at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science. One is called Back from the Brink, Black-Footed Ferrets. I guess they're back. Good. Um, and then 60 Minutes in Space, which is a free program they run every month, which I've yet to get to, but I'm really hoping to this time. Um, 
Then Wednesday, December 7th, apparently the skeptic community just breaks out. So there's um, apparently James Randi is going to be town in town in Boulder. We're all really interested in seeing that, but we don't know much about it. Check the meetup uh, link. Hopefully there'll be more information on that soon. The same evening, I found this on uh, meetup as well. I thought it was interesting. There's the Boulder Christian Apologetics Group's intro meeting. So they're inviting um, Christians and skeptics to really basically hit Christian apologetics hard, really understand it, really figure out what's going on. Apparently, they're going to be using ration and reason. I get the feeling that they are Christians um, who are putting this together. So it should be really interesting to see how well they suffer, uh, if you will, the onslaught of real reason and rationality, which personally, I think you probably know from past podcasts, I think falls apart. Christianity falls apart under very strict rationality if you apply it to all things. But well, we should take a closer look at apologetics on the podcast sometime. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't know if I'll be able to do it or not, um, especially if the James Randi thing goes along, but they're both up in Boulder. So I'm kind of thinking maybe skip from one to the other all right. and just make it a Boulder night. Um, Anyway, I, I, I'm hoping I'll be able to report one way or the other on that next time. Also on December 7th is Cafe Psy 2 at Brooklyn's, and that's Species in Crisis. That should that should be fun, too. Um, Thursday, December 8th at the Museum of Nature and Science, Nature's Comeback is a new IMAX film they're doing. So uh, kind of a theme going on about um, species on the edge of extinction, some of them coming back, some of them not. Um December 11th is a Sunday. The Humanists of Colorado are doing a, uh, their monthly meeting, and the uh, the topic is our friend Eric Meir uh, and the Atheist for Humanity charity. Um, that should be a good one. On Saturday, December 17th, um, mark it on your calendars now, but we don't have all the information yet. IIG Colorado is going to be doing Festivus for the rest of us. Um, should be just a nice party. We're just going to end out the year just enjoying each other's company and... Um, and having some fun. We'll make sure and, to have an aluminum pole. Yeah, or or a steel pole, okay. a, a pole of some sort. It's supposed to be aluminum. Is, it is supposed pole? to be aluminum, but I heard that that the what? the pole bringer does not have an aluminum. <gasps> no. Are you <laughs> pole dancing lessons? I don't know. No, about it's a, that. it's a festival. Are you volunteering uh, to teach? <laughs> you know, I understand that it's good I exercise. I have not gone to strip clubs enough to learn the whole routine. Sorry. Yeah, no, me neither. So just make that's one up. a shame. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> and then in January, um, just a couple of things to mention real quick. Mythbusters Live is going to be up in Loveland. We discussed that a little bit last time. Yeah. Um, looking forward to that. Um, also at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science on Wednesday the 18th, a zoologist's amazing Mongolian adventures. And then on the 19th, the Thursday, uh, the Science Lounge, which again is another monthly thing. I went to the T-Rex one, had a lot of fun. That was great. Um, they're doing one on Know Your Snow. Um, that does hmm. not enthrall me quite as much as the T-Rex did, but um, maybe I'm just not the nature person they're directing that to. All right. That's announcements. As always, if you've got new ones, um, go ahead and send them to us by email, and we'll include them next time. All right. Very good. So, uh, moving on to our uh, science news. This is, uh, I, I don't know if this is science or not, but Texas. Kind of. All right. You know. Texas lay, uh, what, um. So, th- thanks to the great pros that Texas gave to try and end the drought, the drought, you know, didn't end. They've had the driest year 
for like forever. <laughs> that's because, because they. That, that's because God's mad at them for because of Matthew six six. Mark my word. <laughs> yep. Uh, because of that, they have a lot of um, lake beds and stuff that um, have been drying up. While apparently within these lakes are ghost towns and graves and such. And um, basically a lot of hidden history that has been... Um, and some of this is on purpose. You read through the article, they talk about the, some of these are man-made lakes that they filled up and basically wiped the towns out on purpose. But they're finding um, prehistoric skulls, ancient tools, fossils, and cemeteries that have been, you know, under these lakes all this time. So there's a lot of actual local history that has been rediscovered or, you know, discovered for the first time due to the fact that these lakes are drying up. So it's actually um, an amazing thing that they have the drought because, you know, there is a lot of stuff that can be found. That is cool. It's, it's, yeah, I, I thought it was very cool and very interesting because, you know, it, it shows, you know, we, we've seen this before in our articles in the past. We do bury a lot of our history. And every so often, you know, we hit these things where the stuff gets, you know, found again. And, you know, it's something, because it's also preserved really well. You know, this stuff, while it's been underwater, it hasn't been exposed to air and such in the same way. So while, you know, it, it's preserved in a really weird um, manner, but it's being found again. And it's like, you know, you can study history that we knew was there, but it kind of been forgotten about. So I just thought it was a cool article. And it, you know, it shows what is everywhere. You, know, you never know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they found uh, orchards, I guess, of pecan trees and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Oh, there, there, there's a lot found in these lakes. Huh. And you know, so it, it, you, you have to wonder, you know, go, go to a reservoir and like, I wonder if there was ever a village there before. Yeah. There's a discovery cool. thing, you know, what's out there, what is hidden. That is, that is good science. You were right. Yeah. All right. Now let's move on. To, uh, yeah, so, so CERN did another test and once again found that the particles were going faster than light. Um, so, so this is just, it looks like, um, the only thing that says that they did differently in the article is that, uh, the, the, one of the previous complaints was that the clusters of neutrons, or not neutrons of, uh, what are they? They weren't wimps, they were, Neutrinos, neutrinos. So, so the clusters of neutrinos were uh, too um, too far apart. So they so they tightened up the clusters and retried the test again. But I don't know if they it, when they d- did this if they addressed every concern um, that people had. And my understanding is that it's still in peer review. It hasn't come back. It seems a little premature. Um, since I mean, it, it's it's nice that they got a second test that confirmed it. Yeah. Um, but if they haven't addressed all the issues from the previous study, it might be a little premature. I, I no, don't know. Even say it's it's far from over. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, 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 but they, they'll have to. You know, they, they. I don't think it makes sense for them to address everyone in one instant. They say, okay, we can change this variable. Let's do it. Let's run the test. And so, you know, it may take a while before they can actually try every single um well, prop that they were one presented. of them. One of them was a timing issue, and um, yes, I heard that. That was the. They thought it was due to a satellite. Yeah, due to a satellite and the GPS coordinates versus the ground-based um, timing, and and that there was a discrepancy there, and that discrepancy accounted for the neutrinos. Basically, the target was going towards the neutrinos at the same time, so they were moving towards each other. Um, and so that was that's something that definitely needs to be taken into account here. Now, if they took that into account and they're still getting the effect, you know that it that'll be interesting. But 
it doesn't say here that they even that they even addressed that. They only addressed the cluster size of the neutrinos. So um, it needs to be tested under other equipment. Well, that's the other thing is that yeah, it needs to be replicated somewhere else other than CERN. Yeah. So. But little by little, it sounds like, you know, they're on the right track. They've started yeah. it, so. Well, and, you so know, everybody's like, you know, uh, even here it says, you know, should Einstein be worried? No. Einstein's theory of relativity, if this is true, all it means is that it has limitations. Right. And we and, and we have a new, you know, uh, broadening science, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't destroy everything that we've done. It does make some changes to it, though, if it's true. But I, I don't I don't think that it's a... Anything to you know? It, it isn't no. going to destroy yeah. our worldview, right? And, right. and, and, and it, oh, I was going to say that it, it just reinforces what we've said numerous times on the show. Science, real good scientists are not afraid of things that break hypotheses or theories. Right. They're interested in it. Our, our, like you say, our worldview. Einstein wouldn't be worried. He'd be psyched. Yes. He'd be so all over. This is amazing. Now, what do we do with it? We're still going to be held onto the Earth by gravity. We're still going to be orbiting the sun. The moon will still be going around the Earth. All, all that's going to stay the way it is. None of that's going to change just because, you know, there's the new rules of physics. Right. And, so. and still, the speed of light is the speed of light. Photons have not right. gone faster than the speed of light. Neutrinos have. So. Maybe. Maybe. Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I still think, I think it's particularly with this one, that there's a lot of reason to be skeptical. And there's a lot of things that need to be done before this can be confirmed. Us? Skeptical? Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's kind of exciting, the possibilities. It is. It's really exciting, you know. Um, yeah, we just found a, you know, a, a new speed limit. Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Eric, I, 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 you you put this on our uh, Amateur Skeptics uh, Facebook page. So, And this is oh. one, of course, that we've got to cover. It's not really science news, but it's um, pro science. It's good news. Yeah, it's 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 science activism it's at work. Truth news. There you go. So tell us about it, Eric. Uh, well, basically, you know, we talked about the power balance bracelets previously, and there's legal action is being done towards them for their false advertising um, and being hit with a fifty-seven million dollars settlement. Right, and so and they're hence expected to go bankrupt. Well, I yep. thought they filed for bankruptcy in federal court. That's what it says. It says, yeah. maybe that was an update since you read it. But then it says yeah. they're not going out of business. Right. It's, it's like, okay. Yeah, bankruptcy well, doesn't necessarily mean death of a business. No, it doesn't. Just Ford's still around. No, actually, Ford didn't. Uh, GM's still around. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but this is interesting. I, I knew that, I thought that all they had to do was, you know, just take the claims out from the website and they got a slap on the wrist. But, th- but apparently it was more than that, that there, there is a, a civil settlement, settlement here at $57 million. Um, so we'll see if they can, if they can stay afloat. I imagine people will still buy these things. Well, they're saying that the, um, the scrapping the power balance for good. They are. That's what, what it says in the article. What are they going to sell? I, th- that's one thing that I wasn't quite sure. I was trying to, f- I'm trying to remember if the article had said anything. I don't, but they're, they're saying the company's going to still go, but I don't know what the hell they're going to produce. Headbands? Headbands. <laughs> what new scam they're going to come up with? I don't know. I, I, that, I, I find that awfully odd that the power balance company is going to stop selling power balance. I, I don't know what they're going to sell. So, all right. I mean, I they can, have a I, bunch I of other. I've little kiosks at malls all over the place lately. They've been popping up. Yeah. And there, and there's a lot of, uh, of knockoffs around now too. Yeah. 
Well, and I, I also just love the line in their statement. Uh, we admit that there is no credible scientific evidence that supports our claims, and therefore we engaged in misleading conduct and breach of Section 52 of the Trade Practices Act 1974. Yeah, you got to wonder. I mean, are there still people wearing these? Like, is this going to make them finally kind of admit that they are not stronger, faster, more no. balanced? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, when's the conspiracy start about how, you know, the if government's trying to stop you build out 30 bucks for a piece of rubber that you thought was going to make you better, are you really going to be willing to admit, okay, I was dipped? A lot of people are not going to have that level of integrity. Yeah. No, I don't no. think they will. No. All right. Well, so we shall see. All right, Ian. Are, are, are you ready? Religious insanity. Yeah. Let's. Uh, this is this is a. <laughs> well, we normally try not to be too political here, um, but um, with the presidential race going on and some of the stuff that is coming out of the GOP mouths. <laughs> Um, you, we kind of can't help but look and say, hey, what the hell's going on here? Um, so we have two articles actually relating to this. One is Christian right wing pastor, um, who endorses Michelle Bachman admits that the religious right wants dominionism and world conquest. And basically, you know, what dominionism is is saying that, um. Well, I have a list of, yeah. of things that dominionism says. Uh, but the basic want. idea is that um, the Christian church should rule law, should yeah. dominate law, and should basically um, control all, um, every, every moral aspect of our lives, and all laws should be based off the Bible. Right, and th- this goes back to a, uh, a gentleman named uh, Rushni, Rushni, Rushni. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, and and this is where a lot of this is based off of, and he endorsed the death penalty for. Um, uh, for a couple of things, um, breaking any of the Ten Commandments, homosexuality, blasphemy, and uh, uh, disobedient children. And these people should be put to death. Holy Christ. <laughs> right? So anyways, um, the article, this is a guy that endorses Bachman, uh, Dr. George Grant, and he was quoted as saying, Christians have an obligation, a mandate, a commission, a holy responsibility to reclaim the land for Jesus Christ to have dominion in the civil structure, just as in every aspect of life and godliness. But it is dominion that we are after, not just a voice. It is dominion we are after, not just influence. It is dominion we are after, not just equal time. It is dominion we are after. Right. Now, this is interesting, though, because this gets back to the different sects of... um of Christianity, and this one can be traced pretty firmly back to Calvinism, um, that basically said that you know that that you know Christianity was the basically one true religion and needed to spread across the world and take over everything, no matter what they really had to do it, which kind of is really what you know when you look at the Quran, what what the Muslim doctrine says. Well, yeah, what I find the most ironic about this is the Christians are busy worried that the Muslims are going to come in here and do exactly what the Christians are wanting to do. Before they get a chance to. Yeah, but it's not hypocrisy when they do it. Right. <laughs> right, but then you can look at other branches of, of Christianity that don't quite say the same thing. There's Marcionism, right. there's Gnosticism. Of course, there's, you know, Martin Luther and his, you know, and his Protestant religions that he started. There's a lot of different, you know, uh, I guess almost prophets in, uh, in Christianity other than Jesus when you start breaking down the sects. Right. 
maybe they aren't prophets. Maybe that's the wrong word, but. But anyway, this branch of Christianity that's pushing for the dominionism seems to right now have a foothold within the GOP candidates. Because in, okay, so we have, have this first art, um, article focusing on what Dr. Grant is saying. Then we have the second article called, uh, the Republicans plan to nullify the courts and establish Christian theocracy, which definitely goes along exactly what the dominionism says. It gives a, um, batch of quotes from just about every single GOP candidate right now. Um, the equivalent of saying we will, um, go out of our way to fix the justice system so that Christian law is the rule of the land and everything else is secondary. Uh, even to the point of they will, um, get rid of all judges that, um, don't follow their values, that they will find ways to make sure those judges have no power, that, um, it goes on like that. You'd have to read some of the quotes. Let me see if I can find a good one. But they're basically the- saying that we cannot let the Constitution get in the way of propagating Christianity. Right. And, and, and that's what was most scary to me about this whole thing is that, you know, the Constitution be damned. And, and they talk in here about, you know, our, about the, the, our Christian founders of this country. Yeah, it's true. These people were Christians, but they recognized because they came out of a, of a religious persecution that this was not a good idea for running a government. And they, they set up very clearly in, you know, in our documentation for this country that we will have separation of church and state. And this is the reason. This kind of craziness. Yeah, you like said you read these quotes, they get kind of scary. I'm, I'm trying to find a nice short one that really shows that it's actually hard. A lot of them are really long. Christian Americans must fight back against non-believers. A quote from Herman Cain. I mean, the, the quote's basically there, and then it gives a little bit of subtext. Well, here's one from Santorum. Our founders understood liberty is not what you want to do, but what you ought to do. That is what liberty is really about. No religion um, but Christianity will suffice. Period. Yeah, somehow Christianity is going to be in, what you ought to no, In ugh. every person's heart, in every person's soul, there is a hole that can only be filled that's, by the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the one I was actually looking for. Oh, unlike Islam, where the higher law and the civil law are the same, in our case, we have civil laws. But our civil laws have to comport to it, the higher law. As long as abortion is legal, as at least according to the Supreme Court, legal is in this country, we will never have rest because that law does not comport with God's law. And that's from Santorum. Apparently, <laughs> any law that they disagree with can, it cannot be good because it doesn't fit with God's law. Yeah, it's... This is the stuff that scares me. Yeah. And, and this is where religion starts to become harmful. This isn't people going to church on Sunday. This is this is people who who want to dictate to everybody and feel that what that that what they you know what their doctrine is is right and should be imposed on everybody. Not and and this is where I have a problem with religion when it starts telling right. me <laughs> what I have to believe and what I should do. This is where it's gone too far. And like I said, these are. People who are running to be president of the country, who are basically saying, hey, give me the power to start doing this. And like I said, we try not to be political, but basically the whole GOP right now scares me to no end with what they're wanting to do. Are there any quotes in here by Romney? Um, let's see. 
Kane, Perry, Bachman, Perry, Bachman, Centaurum, Centaurum. No, I don't either. Yeah. And, and one, one of the things that people have been saying here, and I, and I don't know if it's true, but it's one of the claims that I'm hearing from, let's call them liberals, um, <laughs> is that, that all these people, you know, Gingrich and Centaurum and Perry and Bachman are there to make Perry, or uh, Mitt Romney rather, uh, look moderate. In comparison, they're trying to look true. the Mormon. I, I think all of this crap yeah. is my my personal theory is that it's all just uh, distraction. Mm. From what? From from us actually getting on because the Democrats right now can't afford to put all of their resources into knocking down Romney because it's not decided that he's the candidate. Right. I agree. So as long as they keep us off kilter by having all these multiple targets, the attacks can't start. And I think it is absolutely true that they've got these. Uh, no, nobody, uh, nobody in their right mind. I, I'm, I, I realize this is a big blanket statement. Could possibly, in their heart of hearts, take someone like Bachman seriously? She well, is a nut. It, it, and, you would if you found the hole and filled it with Jesus. Jesus <laughs> nut that got elected to Congress. <laughs> I, I, I know, and I, 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 I'm almost of the assumption that it's because nobody cared enough and i don't know if that's true <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's the, oh, they I might not have realized just how nutty she was um before yeah. it happened and she she definitely has gone up in the nutty scale um since this all happened and stuff but i'll tell you i'll take another take on this um rather than really worry about the actual candidates i've been reading um pen gillette's new book that when you talked about a couple of months ago um god no the you might already be an atheist book yeah and he's pointed out this in, in other places as well, but I, I just think he's dead on with it. This is the natural consequence of believing in religion. Like, if you honestly believe that you have a direct line to Jesus, and that Jesus is the Son of God, and that you know what the will of God is, how could you not come here? This is exactly where you wind up by that thinking. And I will go further and state that I think anybody who doesn't go this far with their beliefs is bullshitting you and themselves about what they believe about God. Those are atheists standing in front of you. They just aren't smart enough to know it. So, that, I mean, yeah, that, that get back to kind of the moderate religion and moderate Christians um, who um, Sam Harris believes is doing as much harm, if not more harm, than, right. than, the, than the radicals, than the fundamentalists. Right. Um, I mean, but, how could you believe you've got this, this information and not take it to this place. I don't know if you not if you're reading the Bible and taking it literally. But even if you're not taking it literally, and I, I I see a lot of people cop out with that one. Okay. If you honestly believe there's a God who is looking out for you and has a set of morality that will wind you up in hell if you don't follow it for all eternity, how could you? I I, I just can't imagine anyone who truly truly believes that. Doing the crap that people get up to. I mean, if you really believed you knew the real answer, of course you'd want Christianity to rule the land. It's the only natural consequence of that belief. Anything less than that. Right, you gotta well, say, but yeah. Nobody's choosing to go to hell, right? I mean, they all think well, they're no, going to hell. Well, no, you are, you are choosing they, they to go to hell. They need to save for the non-believers. Yeah, you, 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 you are choosing to go to hell because you don't, you've chosen not to believe. Right, right, right. No, I, I'm, I'm not worried about me. I'll, I'll burn. I, I'm fine. <laughs> um. Well, but no, that's the point. That, that's the whole thing is that they have to save you. 
But they're not. What I'm saying is this dominionism stuff is very accurately defined as an extremism that most Christians do not hold to, right? Uh, yes. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, I, w I would say that, yes. Okay, my point is anybody who doesn't hold to dominionism, I would say is not a real Christian. That their belief, their, their supposed and purported belief in God is bullshit. Because how could you believe in God and not want the rule of that God to be across the entire land? Yeah, but Jesus, you know you're right. Yeah, but Jesus said, "Love your enemies." Well, you can still love them and have a, a government based on the Bible. Even, just, even I'm just why, saying that I, I think I think they are showing their hand and their lack of true faith. Anybody who doesn't go this far, because if you knew, if you knew Brian, what what it was all about, well, how could you do any less? And I would say, by their actions, by not doing this extreme, they're just showing that their belief is this kind of like, uh, yeah, I believe it, whatever, stop asking me questions. And do you think that if they were able to take this to their ultimate position, that they would be any less radical than Muslims? Do you think, do you think that we would? Oh. And I, and I, and when I say Muslims, I, I want to specify here the Muslim fundamentalists, okay? Mm -hmm. The, the, the people that are committing terrorism. Do you think that the Christians would go that far as well? Absolutely. Cause, yeah, cause I do. Um, you know, and we had the, we had the Christian terrorist in, uh, in Finland, Norway, mm -hmm. Norway. Right. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think, um, I, I think that they're no different ultimately when, when it comes to that level. I think if you feel like you know the heart of God or the mind of God or however you want to put it, enforcing that by any means necessary is a natural consequence of it. I, I mean, not, don't get me wrong. I'm certainly not suggesting these people are right or that they, uh, I'm behind them. I'm no, obviously I, I, know. I, I know you don't. I know. <laughs> right. Right. But, but they're talking about, you know, one of the problems that they have with, you know, um, with Muslims is, uh, um, Sharia law, mm -hmm. you know, and that invading our country. Well, I agree with them there. I don't want, I don't want Sharia law, but I also don't want Christian law. Right. And I want rational law. I want well. So do I, and that's what that's what our government was supposed to do was rational law. That's that's why they set it up that way. Um, it has to reflect everybody, and and a good portion of us, ten percent or better, are atheists, and, and we have um, uh, a much larger section who I would um, probably agree with Kimberly are probably atheists, but they call themselves non-religious or spiritual, or they call themselves, I think, liberal Christians. I'm liberal yeah. about it. How could you be liberal about God? You either are, there's either a God watching you or there isn't. Well, <laughs> if he's watching you, you need to be as dedicated as possible. Right. And if you're flippant about it, I think you're kind of showing your lack of belief. I think it's just out there for the world to see. I just wish we could convince people of that and like, you know, have them respect the fact that if they were to really follow what they claim they believe, they'd be in a place they're not really ready to be. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they would just kind of recognize, oh wait, I, I don't, I don't buy that. I think that, I don't know. I think that they can be more moderate. Um, I think it's nicer when they're more moderate. Okay. Trust, I mean, they, they annoy me less for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, once again, we have the big book of multiple choice and you can, you can cherry pick it. And, and, you know, kind of follow the teachings of Jesus, the ones that, you know, are kind of the pacifist Jesus mm -hmm. and, and, and be that moderate Christian. But you have to not look at anything else that's in that book. I don't know. That, I mean, this is, this is, and this is one that I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm no, I am no religious scholar. 
you know? And, and, you know, you listen to guys like, uh, Robert M. Price, who is a religious scholar, and he, he has a different take about some of this stuff. I mean, he agrees that, that, that some of it is, is, is terrible, but he disagrees with Sam Harris about the moderate religious people. And, uh, and does he do, do a podcast? Is that where you? Yeah, the from? the Bible Geek podcast. Yep, and it's the Bible it's Keep Geek. G- oh, Geek. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Bible. Okay, Geek I'll have to podcast. check that out because yeah, I do find it fascinating. But yeah, I I find it fascinating too. I do not have the love for this book that he does, and and it's good that he does have you know a certain love for the book. I mean, he he doesn't. I mean, he's an atheist, right? So he he's looking at it from that perspective. But historically, it is really neat. Um, and when you start to look at, you know, all the different things that went into it, you know, Marcionism, Calvinism, Gnosticism, and, and how it got to where it is today. Um, yeah, it, I mean, that, that it is, it can be quite scholarly. But then you start looking at this stuff that we're looking at now, and it's like, is it any wonder that we reject this out of hand? Right. And don't want to look any further? What these people are saying is absolutely terrible. Agreed. And it's making lots of money for people. Oh, lots of money. And Jesus said that a rich man isn't getting into heaven. No, he just said that he has a better chance of getting a camel through a needle. He said he can't. Okay, okay. All right. (laughs) They can, but it's going to be very difficult for these rich (laughs) jagoffs to get into heaven. Oh, but right. nobody nobody thinks that they're the jagoff, right? <laughs> they think they think they're the exception to the rule. That's exactly. The other rich people, uh, yeah, not they, me. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> they they think that they've got the answer, and they need to they need to give it to us. Right. Unfortunately, what they've got is a disease. Ooh, a disease. That's right. The God virus. Nice. <laughs> That's a good All right. book, by We'd the way. We probably beat up on the Christians enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, but once again, you know, let's, let's face it. It's not all Christians, right? No. I, I have, I have some, I have friends that I talk to on a regular basis that are Christians, but they're moderate Christians. We can have a discussion and, you know, and, and no big deal, right? Um, but I don't think I could have that same discussion with these people. No, you're probably right. All right. How is the Defense of Marriage Act hurting business? This is from a couple of weeks ago. Um, basically, 70 companies got together, some um, some big ones that everyone knows, like CBS, Google. Um, Levi's, Starbucks. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of very high, um, high-tech ones, and they got together to basically write a, um, did they call it an affidavit? Sorry, I'm just looking back. This was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, an amicus brief. I'm yeah. not legal scholar enough to know exactly what that means. But Does they're it? basically saying that um, the way DOMA works, the Defense of Marriage Act that, you know, basically says that the federal government will not recognize same-sex marriage regardless of what a state may choose to do, is hurting business. And I've actually seen this in, um, in my own company um, because what happens is that the if you will, better companies, I'll, I'll, I'll put that better word out there anyway, who offer same-sex partner benefits, okay, um, have to go through a ton of rigmarole in order to straighten out the books to treat their employees the same way they treat their heterosexual employees. So um, because for federal taxes and the way that money is taken out of your paycheck and everything like that to pay for your partner benefits has to be done differently than a married couple. Um, so even if your state law allows your 
uh, employee to be married to their their partner, um, you still have to do all this crazy crap with um, with the paychecks to make it work out. And I actually had this happen to me. I had Stacy on my insurance for a while, and my company wound up having to pay me more so that the federal government could take out more taxes from my paycheck than, say, somebody who is just normal married um, for their partner's benefits, and then retroactively put stuff in. It was a mess. It was a total, total mess. And um, that's what this 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 article basically is saying is that these companies are like you're hurt in business we don't want to spend the time doing this we want to be able to treat all of our employees just the same they've come to the realization that to get the people they need to run their companies um that discrimination based on sexual orientation isn't going to work for them and so they're basically saying it this way so i just thought that was a really interesting article because um you know a lot of these some of the companies that are in here, I mean, Levi's, Nike, um, Starbucks, we mentioned, Microsoft, Time Warner Cable, Xerox. So, you know, there, there's some big companies saying, hey, listen, we want to give same-sex benefits. Make it easier on us, please. Right, exactly. And, yeah, and, and some surprising ones where, you know, you might not think of that company as being, like, on the forefront of, of uh, same-sex rights are like, look, this is a financial decision, you know? Um, right. Yeah, yeah, we want everyone to be equal, blah, blah, blah. But um, you're being a pain in, the, in, in my in my bottom line, and that that is what is uh, causing them to speak up. So I, I just thought it was interesting. There was also an accompanying um, blog post that I found, and I apparently don't have it here, um, that was pretty hysterical. It, it just it went through this list and, and was kind of writing a very sarcastic note to the um, – the fundamentalist Christians we were just talking about a moment before about, um, hey, you know, go ahead and get out there and uh, and start protesting. You know, your list of the companies you need to boycott has just grown. Um, and it's too bad you won't be able to Google the results to find out because Google's on your list. And don't wear Levi jeans to your protest to boycott um, well, the company because they're here, one of the ones. They have real homophobes don't Google. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it was just a really kind of funny, um, funny article that was in there. Oh yeah, there it is. Mark Morford um, is right there um, at the bottom. It it better not be using PCs if they're, um, you know, anti-homosexuals. Of course, Apple's probably going to get on this soon, and so it's like they're going to have nothing they can use. Right, right, and of course, you know, it's it's the same kind of thing as you know the the uh, the people who you know, claim that all of the answers are, are in their, their little two century or two millennium old Bible, um, you know, very happily go and get medicine that was not available back then. Because you make exceptions for anything when it gets inconvenient for you. So, so wait, I just thought that was fun. Yeah, where's the list of, of companies to boycott? It's near, it, it's near the end of the article. It starts off um, giving the list of all the companies that um, were part of this. Yeah. Starting with AP, ABP Associates, um, then okay. going into law and professional okay. firms, and then uh, professional trade and civic organizations, and then three cities, Boston, um, Cambridge, and New York. Okay. So again, the, the, the cities in the states that have legalized same-sex marriage now have a financial headache because of DOMA. Right. And ultimately, and- I do think this is going to have more impact on the decision and of course um i should have done more research on this because it, doma is really coming under attack right 
um, there's a lot of politicians kind of getting on the bandwagon of saying, you know, we don't really need the state's rights actually means that you honor whatever a state says. And, um, you know, and all these kind of things I think are really starting to pull it all together. Um, I think Doma will be out in the next couple of years. I hope so. I, I would like to see a pushback on the federal government. Um, cause I think that they do, a, uh, I, I think that the, the state should be a little bit more free to make these kinds of decisions. But the one that surprised me that's on here is Exxon Corp. I saw that, yeah. I, I, really? Because that's, that's a bunch of old fuddy-duddies. Right. But again, it comes down to the fact that this is not... I don't think this is the fuzzy bunny, Yeah, let's do it because it's right. Right. It's let's do it because you're in my profits. Right. You're making li- my life difficult. And, and you know, um, there's some times where I want them to be on my side because it's the right thing to do. And then there's other times like this where I'm just like, hey, just, just be on the right side. Whatever it takes. I don't really yeah. care what your reason is. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, you know, because we had the, uh, it, I was looking for Ben and Jerry's on here, but they, they, they're not on here. But, uh, I was surprised to see that too. Yeah. Because they, uh, you know, they, because their ice cream flavor, I, I did go out and find some chubby hubby though. Did you? Well, Chubby yeah. Hubby's been out, but it's Hubby Hubby that you got Oh, is that really? Okay, I didn't. Right. It's I Hubby Hubby, yeah. I don't think Hubby Hubby's out anymore. Oh, okay. This is a limited time. But, um, I, yeah, I still haven't seen Sweaty Balls myself. Sweaty Balls. <laughs> sweaty Balls. So, yeah, yeah there's cool. progress from a financial point of view. And um, just, again, just, I think, an interesting way of getting to the right answer. Very or good. Or my right answer. <laughs> Your right answer. That's, that's really all that matters. Uh. <laughs> All right. What else we got on here? We can actually get to your um. You, you've had it sitting here for oh, a while. Oh, I want to talk about. Stuff. Yeah, like, we what? can finally talk about the burden of proof. Let's do it. Yeah, I, okay. I think we've been pushing it for podcasts like two or three months now. Yeah, it could so. be. Well, we've had so much stuff. This is this yeah. is kind of a, a lighter week for us actually because uh, um, you didn't put anything in there that I had to tear apart. <laughs> I could have. I have also stuff. I actually have a whole folder in my bookmarks of nothing but stuff I could put in future episodes. Well, yeah. But do, do you do you have one that's going to get me going? Like like uh like the uh, looking at breasts stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I have to look through it. All. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. Oh, that one was a time sink. So, um, we we we, we talked about um, what what was the last discussion? Looking at breasts always is. <laughs> A waste of time. No, no, that well, wasn't a waste of time. The time sink. The time sink. It's not a waste. It's definitely not a waste. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. All right. As long as we're all on the same page there. Um, and I think we are. <laughs> so when when we're having, um, uh, like, I'll, I'll get into these discussions with people, and um, they'll, they'll say stuff to me that I, I, I find ludicrous. And uh, I'll, I'll say, okay, prove it. You know, and, you know, but the question always comes back to who has the burden of proof? And I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I feel like if somebody's, if somebody's coming out and making a claim that they have the burden of proof. Right. But is that always the case? Always the case? I don't know about that. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, what's the line here? So basically what, what we're saying is, um, what I'm saying, like, um, is somebody made the claim to me, um, we were talking about Twilight, and uh, what's the woman that who's the who who wrote those books? Stephanie Myers. Myers. And uh, and and somebody and she and this person said, "Well, she didn't write them." I'm like, uh-huh. "What really? What's your what's your evidence for that?" And and well, why do I have to? Why do I have to show the evidence? Why do I, you, you go look it up? 
like, well, I'm not making the claim here. You are. You're, you're saying that the person who's credited as the author didn't write these books. So show me how you got there. And that, uh, that argument broke down pretty readily from there because what, what do you do at that point? Somebody doesn't want to prove, doesn't want to show how, how they're, how they got to that decision. What do you do? Right. Well, that's the problem with a lot of, you know, religious debates and such, is you say, okay, where did that come from? Half of them don't even know what, what, what part of the Bible some of the stuff they're backing up is from. All they know is that someone somewhere told them that. Right. Like, and that's okay. true. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's the one that we probably, all of us have the most experience with is, uh, when it comes back to, uh, you know, to religion. I remember one debate I had over Easter, um, there was a claim that, well, Easter's not a good holiday because the pagans used to have massive orgies on that holiday. I'm like, I had never heard that before. Could you show me where you found it from? Oh, these one people I know from church told me. Okay, could you find some evidence of that? Because I've never heard that one before. Well, I don't need to find any evidence because the one people at church told me, and they'd never lie to me because um, they're from my church. Like, <laughs> okay, I can't find anything online that defends that, and so I either have to call the people you're... You got information from liars, or, or you can go to them and find out if they have any proof right. behind that. Misinformed. But, you know, yeah. So, and, you know, that was a burden of proof. Like, okay, you, you're making the claim. Give me some evidence besides the fact that these people told told you it. Go online. I've gone online. I've looked up. I've looked up pagan ceremonies and stuff. There's nothing to hint at some massive orgy every Easter for pagans. Uh, so, I have heard it, that, uh, anyways, going off on a tangent. Never mind. I'll go there. <laughs> Are you sure? We we can go off under the orgy tangent. Well, it's not yeah, orgy, well, it, but, it, it but does. fertilization ahead. rites in in very early cultures for around that time of year would have included sex. Sure. Yeah, well, the, well that, that I wasn't debating, but the massive orgy thing, so I just got I, 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 you know, And that was the whole reason she didn't like Easter, was because of the massive orgy. It's not like, okay, that doesn't bother me too much. <laughs> I don't know. Easter, but, uh, Easter is a good way to support capital punishment. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> what? It, it, well, we wouldn't have had zombie Jesus if it wasn't for capital punishment. I, I think we might have fallen off the burden of proof train here. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I think your point is, is valid, that if somebody is asserting something, they're the ones who should have the burden of proof in most cases. Right. But so, but to the same, I mean, if you just twist in something, you know, a different way, you could always make it a negative. Mm. Like, I don't believe that there is no God. Well, you know, you're, you're basically saying, I believe in God, but you've now somehow gotten out of not having the burden of proof. I, I think, like I'm saying, I think it's a little bit more extreme than just you're the one who asserts something. It's not like, a non-assertion or a, a, a negating an assertion I think it's necessarily gets you out. Because yeah. uh, another example of an argument I had, um, this was a Halloween-related one, and this blogger was busy saying how evil Halloween was. And she said, every year there are so many poisonings all, all across the country. I'm like, no, there's not. There's never been a documented case. She said, well, I know for a fact that there were um, these kids po- poisoned um, in my town itself. It's a hospital. I'm like, really? Well, could you tell me the hospital? No. Could you give me any real information? What well, was in the news? And you look once more. It was not in the news. It never happened. But she made the claim. She backed it up. And no matter how much I pushed, she kept saying I. She didn't need to provide any proof because that would be violating their privacy and all this other stuff. I'm like, no. Actually, if this happened, 
according to the law, this is going to be out there. They, the hospitals can't hide it. They have to reveal something like that. It would be in the news. We'd know about it. The, the families would probably want everyone to know about it. I'm sorry, you know, if my kids were being poisoned, I'd want it out that this is happening. And um, finally, in the end, I'm like, listen, I, if you can't provide this, I will straight out say you're a liar. And he got so upset with that. But I'm like, no, you, you're not backing up your claim with any form of evidence. I, and everything else out there says you are wrong. So I must assume you're lying or you're misinformed. Look, you know, give me something to go off of. And, you know, it, 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 it was her, initially her opinion that formed into what is, was a straight out lie. But instead of, you know, finding anything to back herself up with, she backed herself into a corner and kept the lie going and was determined that I had to provide the proof that I was wrong. And my proof was, listen, there's nothing that says this happened. Well, but you're making, aren't you making a claim there at that point too that there's never been a documented case of this happening? And the thing is, I, I defended my claim. I went, I looked up, like, you know, Snopes.com, all other places that have dealt mm-hmm. with this, and these are places that have update every year. I said, no, there's been no document documentation of it. You, you can contact any news. In fact, I actually did email one of the Arizona papers because I knew she lived in Arizona. Well, the, um, I forget which one it was, but it was one of their main ones. And just ask quickly, have you had any documented cases of this happening? And I got a no, this didn't happen. Right. So, well, okay, you know. so, I mean, so now you do like I do. If you're going to make a claim about something, you have a bunch of references that you can say, okay, well, I'll send those to you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, that's the thing. I, I make sure I know what, you know, especially a claim like that, I'm going to make sure I know what I'm talking about. Because, you know, it, it, and honestly, if there ever was a random Halloween par- um, poisoning that took place, it would make national news in no time. Well, here's There's the other no thing. doubt yeah. about that. Here's the other There's thing. There's no is, way we wouldn't know about it. I think a lot of times people take offense to the well, show me, pro- provide right. your evidence, because they, and and they get offended, or they or maybe it isn't offended, but that's when they get um, um, Baragas defensive. defensive with you is when they can't back it up. And and often what I've seen, like in this case, they made the claim, I made the counterclaim, and I don't know if he had misheard something or what, but she makes a more absurd claim and then goes off into basically defending it with nothing but lies in the end. Right. And it, it, you know, she really was pissed off that I was calling her and saying, listen, don't lie to me. You know, give me something. If you really wish to back up this claim, there's all, you know, the hospital name, the, the family name, you know, you're saying you know the, this happened. Okay. You should have something more than just it happened in my area. Well, of course you're going to piss in on us when you call him a liar and say, saying you might be misinformed on this or something. Yeah. But they feel like you're calling him a liar the moment you say, Okay, provide some evidence. Back this yeah. up. And I and I think I used to have those same kind of defensive feelings when I couldn't back something up that I believed that was nonsense. Um, that's one of the things I think that led me to skepticism is starting, you know, to, to back up my beliefs, you know, and and being okay for somebody to say prove that. And I and and you know, so okay, I'll go find you some references to show you how I got to this, you know, to this ultimate answer. And we've made it clear in the podcast that we are not above admitting we're wrong. If you catch us making a mistake, we'll say, okay, you know, you got us. We were mistaken here. Let's correct ourselves. Sure. And I think there's a lot of people out there that um, don't have that level of integrity, that are not willing to admit, okay, I screwed up. Yeah. And instead they go down the wrong road and start trying to justify it and start trying to... um, But now you get back to it's embarrassing to be wrong. This, 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 hmm? When when you find out that you believe something that's utter nonsense, and somebody calls you on it, and you can't back it up, 
you either have to have a certain amount of cognitive dissidence so that you can continue to believe it, or you've got to, to back it up and find out that you might be wrong. And I think that that's tough. Yeah. A lot of people do find it tough, and, and you see that like in politics. You know, the one guy that commented that um, the majority of what um, Planned Parenthood does is abortion. And when it was from actually, that's only about 7% of what they do. Oh, well, that was, uh, um, I forget what he said exactly, but he came up with some really absurd phrase as to justify the fact that he said it that way. It's like, um, that's not quite how presenting facts works. You can't just backtrack and say, well, that wasn't supposed to be taken um, as a factual statement, I think is what he said. Uh, yeah, I think like, you're right on that. It was not intended to be a factual statement. Right. It's like, you said that in the middle of Congress as a point to try and get a law passed. It better be a factual statement, asshole. Right. But but he justified it. He said, you know, instead of admitting that, okay, maybe I messed up. Oh, no, no, you weren't supposed to... Pre- um, I, you don't need to um, think I say facts all the time when I make statements. That's scary. Yeah. That's Weasley, yeah. It is Weasley, yeah. But that's also what you well, see within the, the proof ideas, is weaseling out of it instead of coming forward saying, okay... You know, you got me. Yeah. yeah. Now, where do you think it fits in? Because, I mean, you, you know, you guys enjoy the research and stuff, and I think that's great. You know, somebody says something to you, you're like, I never heard that. And you go looking for it. All the time. But even that is not your burden. Well, I, I you agree. Know, you're really taking no, it, on it, someone it, else's job there. No. But yeah. part of it is um, when I argue, when I debate, I want to argue and debate from a level of facts. This is what I know. This is what I found. You made the claim. Okay. What do you say to this? It happens all the time that I have to that I have to take somebody's claim and go research it. But the, and one of the problems with doing that is that it doesn't show me how they came to their conclusion because right. I don't know what I'm reading is the same stuff that brought them to their conclusion um, when I do this. But but you, but you're right. I we um I, I think uh, Ian and I do that a lot that we end up um, going and in, in, you know researching so, what somebody said to, you know usually to try and tear it apart. Um, <laughs> Because it, right, which is it's fun. It's in its own thing. Yeah. It's it's you know um, we were talking earlier in the announcements about the apologetics group and apologetics is you know and and you also mentioned at one point about not enjoying the Bible as much as this other guy um, right. did for research and stuff. Yeah. And I think it does fall on us a lot of times where it's like okay, we have to get well versed in something that we don't actually have any interest in just to argue the point because. The people we're going to be arguing with are so uninformed that we have to go back to their source material to yeah. have the argument with them. There, there is another aspect of this that by doing the podcast and by actively going out and having these discussions that I think that we take on a little bit more burden, um, well, yeah, for, for having, for having facts and, 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 and looking, and looking stuff up even when it's not our burden because we're actively going out and having these conversations. And so, and so it's a matter of informing ourselves as well. I think that if you're having a casual conversation with somebody and they can't back it up, I think you can just dismiss it. Yeah. I mean, you can, and, and, but most likely you won't be convincing anybody. And like I said, I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm with you too. I like understanding things when I disagree with them or I, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll do the same kind of thing. It's just kind of funny when you just recognize that. Even though it's and not our burden, we just tend to do it. Yeah, that's true. Since doing yeah. the podcast, I find it harder and harder to have a lot of these casual conversations because they will bring up stuff. It's like, actually, I know for a fact you are completely wrong. Here are the facts 
as they are. The hardest thing I find, I, I, a couple places on Facebook, they have the anti-vaccination crowd, and I've made the mistake of starting to try and correct them. And you will get overwhelmed by all these people that find a million of things that we've already dealt with, and you're like, okay, oh, this is just too overwhelming all at once because you guys aren't about to do the research outside of these one articles that if you look at, you can tell right off the bat that they definitely went for that specific group that they knew would give them the answers they wanted. Right, right. But you try and explain that to them, and they just start going off on you. It's like it's not worth it at times. It really, you know, pushes you away because, especially the over, like I said, these are anti-vaccination discussions where I'm the only one who knows, you know, the information, or who listens to the whole information. These guys have all read the articles that are from the anti-vaccination crowd, nothing else. And, you know, you have a hundred of them hitting you at once with all these, oh, but what about this, what about this, what about this? You, okay, you know what, guys? I'm giving up because it's not worth it. You know, one of the other yeah. things that I, that we do is uh, a lot of people say, they, and they well, they'll go out and they'll cherry pick, and they only read the articles that support their position. And I go and I read both sides. I go read the articles that, you know, that I go read what they're saying. And, and then I go, and I go read, you know, try and find right. stuff that's factual. Another thing I've gained from the podcast is the ability to look at the articles better and the research listed. Um, one of the anti-vaccination ones had, that was talking about how there's evidence that vaccinated kids are more likely all sorts of different diseases, you know, than, um, non-vaccinated ones. The information came from an online survey done through an anti-vaccination group. So the majority of the parents there are going to be the anti-vaccination group and um, how they answer their questions, you know, probably leaves a huge gap in the actual knowledge. I mean, some of these people wouldn't know whether or not their kids had um, allergies and such because they can't know. It, it didn't, you know, it didn't break it down to ages or anything like that. I mean, the older you get, you know, the allergies get different stuff like that. And I, I was just looking through it and looking at how they come along their face. I'm like, wow, this is way, way off from being scientific. Right. But this is what they were basing the whole argument on. And I'm sitting here like, how do I explain how non-scientific this study was to all these people? They're not going to look and find a more scientific sense that says, no, actually, um, you know, the way they did that was completely inaccurate because they don't want to. Sometimes people's beliefs are more interesting than the facts. Right. In fact, I would say a lot of times what people believe is more interesting than the facts, than what we can prove. Yeah, blueberry eating uh, <laughs> Sasquatches in the backyard is very interesting. That is way interesting. Totally. <laughs> well, and what do you do with the people? Um, I find this a lot in, in arguments I get into, and the, the, the conversation just kind of ends, but the apathetic people, the people who just... Facts just honestly don't matter to them. When you kind of call them on it, they're like, yeah, you know, that's really not important to me. I'm just yeah. going to continue to believe what I believe. And I'm like, uh, I, I mean, there's no answer to it, I guess. No, you're, you're <laughs> done at that point. The hardest thing. No, yeah, you're absolutely done at that point. Um, yeah. People don't want to. It's like, okay, well, I can't have this discussion with you because you made it quite clear that you don't care. I, I, I mean, I've had ones where the guy said, well, you're an atheist, so everything you say is wrong. Right off the bat, it's like, well, how can I have a discussion with you now? You've just told me that you will not listen to a single thing I say. You will not take any of it at face value. You will not, you know, do anything beyond saying that I'm wrong in everything I claim. So I can't have a discussion with you now. We can't have an exchange. You've made that quite clear. 
Right, because it because you well, and you know, then there's the, the null hypothesis, which is where we where we where we try to start, right? Um, but in in your case, that that didn't happen. They they already they already started, and a lot of people go from um, try to prove the existence of God from the position that God exists. Right. It's like, well, you, you can't do that. You have to start from the position that either you don't know or he doesn't exist to to make the to make those points. I don't know. It's it's. I've, I've enjoyed a lot of these debates that I've had with people. Um, when, it, I've gotten to the point where, you know, I feel like I am arguing from a position of, of, of evidence now. And so when I, I don't get as angry when I argue because it's like, well, this is what it shows. This is how I got here. I can show you this and you can accept it or not. And I can, and I can go on. You know, I don't feel like I have to convince everybody anymore. That's good. I don't always get there. I can't say I always do that because, man, you really do want to convince people. You, you'd like to, this to, to have them turn around and say, "Oh, I see your point. Okay, thank you." Right. Yeah. Especially when it's somebody you like. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I, I like you too much to let you go ro- be wrong about this, but you will knock your head against the wall until it is bloody. Right. To get, convince some people. But- well, yeah, I, I, I have an uncle who I will no longer talk politics to because we, the one time we did, it was like that. He, you know, was not about to um, be willing to listen to anything that changes views. And it's like, okay, you know, it's probably better for at family functions for us not to have these discussions. In yeah. you know, one one of the I've places- had to I've had to monitor my father with that kind of stuff. I mean, I still like talking to him about stuff, but I've and it took me years, years, and I mean, probably two decades. To get to the point where I realized I, I still need to love this guy, even though I'm never going to convince him. And it was yeah. tough. And I don't know that I'd have made that sacrifice for anybody else. You know, like if it was just a friend who was being as obstinate as my father is, I'd have just been like, you know what? Maybe we just shouldn't be friends anymore. <laughs> but of course, you know, it's my dad. I, I'd, I'd like to still have a relationship with him. But right. I really, it took a long time to get to a point where I could just be like, all right, we're going to just continue to disagree and, and somehow that's okay. I bowl with a guy who is a birther and, oh. and believes that, uh, and doesn't even believe that the globe is warming. And, uh, <laughs> and, and what's really funny, and this is where, where it comes, it's interesting, you know, burden of proof. It, who, whose burden of proof is it that, uh, you know, do, is it, is it up to me to prove that Obama's a citizen or is it up to him to prove that Obama's not a citizen? That's a, that's a great point because, you know, it, it goes back into that, that negative kind of thing. I think if people kind of understood the more outlandish your claim, you know, that, that contradicts other evidence, the more responsibility you have, the more burden you have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's, again, it's just something that's kind of missing from most people's understanding of the world. They don't get that, yeah. that you know, you have to, if you're going to say something, you know, is magic, you're going to need to give a little bit more evidence than a casual, you know, we all kind of think the sky is blue. Yeah, all right, I think it's blue too. You don't have to spend a whole lot of time defending that. We're all right. there with you. But but here's what he does to me. Is he'll is he'll say like, well, here, how about this number? And he'll pull a he he pulls out this number, right? And he says that's the uh, that's the social security number that Obama is using. Um, that isn't his. That belongs to this guy. And but he's been caught using it. Like, uh, okay, <laughs> I, I I don't know where you got that. So 
uh, what do I do? I go home and I, and I look it up and I look at the numbers and I look at what they're saying and look at the, the, the court case and look at the court filings. And, and then I come to the conclusion that it's nonsense based on what I read because they, they haven't made these connections that he's claiming that they've made. And I tell him that, but he will, he won't accept that, you know? Um, it, it's funny because I absolutely love the guy, right? We, we have these arguments that, that go nowhere, but, uh, you know, we have, you know, he's fun to bowl with. Yeah, I, 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 I do think, you know, again, there's a, a cost of, cost of admission, I guess, whenever you're dealing with people. Yeah. And you have to decide whether, whether somebody that kind of loony crazy has enough. You know, but <laughs> he's, but he's not loony crazy. That's the thing is that he is a very smart guy and, and he, re- he sees that I'm a smart guy and I see that he's a smart guy and we sit down and we have these conversations and we cannot agree on a lot of things. But a lot of, there's a lot of things that we do. Yeah, you can have respect for someone you disagree with. Absolutely. And if done right, you know, it's not a bad thing. No, and we do. We have, but what, what's really weird is that we have another person, uh, who we bowl with, who the, who these discussions that we have make her very uncomfortable because she grew up in a household that when two people had these discussions, I, I, they, they would escalate. And I don't know if they got violent or at least verbally abusive. So when we're having these discussions, boy, it makes her very uncomfortable. You know, even though we're having a good time, we're bantering back and forth, knowing that, you know, we, we can't convince each other of our position, but we, but we try and go through it and, and throw, you know, throw each other, you know, throw the, the pieces at each other. And, you know, we, we still come to different conclusions on the birther issue. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are like that, who, who don't enjoy a good, a good discussion or, or even a good fight. And yeah. then, yeah, there's people. I guess like it's uh, like us, yeah, like all of us here. I know I got my philosophy degree in in college because I found out you could argue and get graded on it. I was like, this is the best thing I ever heard. I don't of. like arguing. You don't? I don't. You don't? Oh. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. Um, as long as I'm informed right. on the topic. Willing to actually, you know, do it respectfully and do it in a manner that um, isn't just I know better than you. You know, I, I can do it. But mm-hmm. too often I've encountered the, I know better than you, how dare you have any um, opinions of your own. Yeah. I and mean, that's one of the reasons I became an ordained minister. I'm not sure if I've told the story on on the podcast yet, but I, I, I became an ordained minister because blogging, this one person was t- kept saying, well, your advice isn't um, any good because I'm a pastor and you're not. And so I'm like, you know, your title is meaningless to me. Here, guess what? I'm going to go and um, take five minutes or get an online um, certificate that says I'm a reverend now. Okay, I'm a reverend. Guess what? I have a title just like you. Now does my opinion matter? Needless to say, she was very pissed off. <laughs> yes, she probably went to school for several years. Yeah, years. exactly. <laughs> yeah, she probably has. Oh, yeah, that. That's what she kept saying. Well, I went through all this to get mine. It's like, well, that's nice. I didn't, but... You, know, you kept using your title as the reason why your opinion matters more than mine. Right, the argument from authority. But yeah, it's, it's, she well, was probably very, as much as much ultimate truth done on both sides. You know, she might have spent years getting her degree, but I'm wondering how much she really learned. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm well, so cynical. Like, I just love yeah. the fight. <laughs> I said that was one of my points. It's like, listen, you know, you went through this. Uh, you know, you went and went to a church that taught you exactly this. So all your views and opinions are based off of this um, very conservative, very selective um, style of teaching. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with what you were taught. Obviously, I don't agree with your opinions. And I, I'm not saying that necessarily my opinions should be 
uh, more valid than yours, but our opinions should be equally valid. Valid. I don't care if you have a title or not. I don't care if you went to the schooling or not. You know, if someone asks me for their opinion on an issue, you should not come in and tell them that my opinion is worthless. That, I think I think that's true. And but here, there's another thing is that it's it's important to respect people's opinions. Right. And and hopefully they can back up those opinions, but whether or not you agree with them, you have to respect that they have that opinion. And 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 when you have these discussions or arguments or fights, hopefully when you come out at the other end of it, you you know you, you haven't damaged the relationship so much with the person that that is over. Right. You know, I would hate to do that with my bowling buddy because you know even though we 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 disagree on on some things, we agree on a lot of things. You know, and we have a good time. Um, we have a good time disagreeing with each other too. So, the, so debating is is uh, can be tricky with uh, with some people. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And and you you will lose friends if you do it indiscriminately, because like you say, there's some people who are just yeah. they're well, going to think um, you're an asshole just for doing the arguing, regardless what your point was. Right. Well, he's just still my doing friend. It. Well, yeah, well, he's still my friend. I had a good friend in high school that when he got born again and started trying to convert me and Mike, uh, things got really awkward between us for a while until we got to a level where, okay, we just won't talk about it anymore because you know, he, what, there was one time at lunch, um, we, we had been going, uh, you know, we went out to lunch together. Um, and he was the one that had the car at the time. And because we got into this discussion, he just walked away from us and drove off. And me and Mike were sitting in the middle of the like, okay, that didn't end well. <laughs> That's a, that could be rough, yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, I'm still friends with him, but we just know not to get into those conversations anymore because, you know, it, he doesn't want to have them. They upset him way too much. Well, yeah, I, I, I like to, I used to, I probably did a lot, push uh, Mike's ex-wife's buttons because they were easy. <laughs> they were right there in front of me and I could just push it. <laughs> <sighs> But I think to go back to the, the topic here, I, I think if more people were aware of what their burden of proof was, like where they should have it, mm-hmm. where they should be able to demand it, um, it sure would make the, you know, the rules, the, the arguments a lot more interesting. Because like you say, if, if people knew that it was their, right. and understood that it was their responsibility, if you're going to say this, if this is going to be your stance, you're going to need to back this up. I, and it just seems like a lot of people just, just well, are mindless of it. Right. I, I, I think most of the people like us who like the arguments, like the debates, love it when someone can present something. Hey, listen, you got that wrong. Here's my evidence why. Look at this. And you look at it and say, oh, wow, you have a good point. I, I, I love that kind of thing. It's like, yeah. wow, you know, th- this takes me in different train of thought. I might not necessarily agree with you, but you have a better valid point. Let me look at the information closer and see if it does actually contradict what I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, that is actually something that I actually do enjoy. I, I, I want to see that because it expands your knowledge. It expands, you know, what you can do. Right. Well, and, it goes, and we had an earlier article about that today, you know, and just, you know, when we were talking about the, 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 the neutrinos, right, that go faster than light, you know, would, would Einstein be upset? No. I mean, that scientific thinking thing is if you've got proof, you bring proof to the table, I think there's a mindset that enjoys the fact that just exactly what you're saying. I just learned something I didn't know before. And, right. and, and, and even if it's, you know, like a mind, a puzzle, right? Even if you're like, Oh, okay. That really kind of, I, I wasn't sure how to answer that, but you gave me stuff to think about. I still don't agree with you. And here's why. Cause I went and did some more research on it, but you know, that enjoyment of, of being challenged, I think is awesome. Yeah. I, I agree. 
Well, and, and yeah. I think that's why a lot of times, even when the burden of proof isn't on us, that we'll go look it up anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's the, um, I was thinking about this earlier today too. Just, um, I was thinking back to the old X files, right? Um, you know, the, the, the tagline was, I want to believe. And that, that seems to be so true of so many atheists out there. I want to believe, you know, if you will give me proof, I, I'm, I'm happy to believe. I'm excited about a universe that's, you know, the, the idea of a universe that's different than the proof has shown me so far. But, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to just kind of waltz in with any kind of cockamamie story. In yeah. Are, are you in that camp? Do you want to believe? I, I think I probably yeah. ultimately am. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I want... I would love for there to be proof. Mm-hmm. I, so, I see a level uh, of comfort, for, you know, in their beliefs. That's one thing. I look at me and say, I can see why you're comfortable, why there's a little comfort there. Mm-hmm. And so th- there is a level of, you know, it, it would be easier to be able to just believe. There's mm-hmm. definitely that there. So, you know, I can understand the desire to believe because it's easier. There's comfort. You know, we don't have to have all these debates. We don't, you know. Right. I, I'm with Hitchens on this one. I hope that there isn't anything more. I hope that this is this is what we're doing. It makes all this that much more important. You have this time on this earth to make your mark, and no, that's I, it. I, I don't you're done. In heaven or hell. I can give you that. <laughs> yeah, those ideas, I definitely. Yeah, but some oh, of the I, other I, concepts. I see where you're going with it. Okay. You know, it, and that's one of the things. There's a lot of concepts within religion that I can see why someone would be comforted with them. You know, there, there is a level of comfort to have the idea of a godlike being watching over you and caring about you. And thinking, hey, you know, I want what's best for you. I, I can definitely understand the level of comfort there. But, but I mean, look at evolution. If if God sparked that, it's not so much. It's not so impressive now. Uh, some being just kind of snapped mm. his fingers, and now there's life. But if it happened on its own, wow, that yeah. is really cool. But it comes back to that, you know. Um, again, one of the earlier discussions we had tonight of. If there was proof for this, if you really did believe it, I mean, everything would be different. It wouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, I guess evolution was just, you know, kind of a really good trick. Your entire universe would be different if there was proof of a god. Because how would you do anything, you know, like every action would be completely different, I would think. If you had that proof. And like I said, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to believe in that sense of, I wish I bought this crap. I wish there was proof for it. Okay. I wish there right. was magic spells. You could do a Wingardium Leviosa and start <laughs> levitating shit around the room. Oh, see, now that I, I want. I want to believe that yeah. stuff. That, I, but I, I want to be able yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you there. Uh, I, I want to be able to do magic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm there. <laughs> That's what I mean, I guess, okay. when I say All I right. want to yeah. believe. Yeah. And I, and and quite frankly, I I I I want homeopathy to work. I I I wish it did. You know, I I don't think the evidence that it that it works is is very compelling. Um, but if it did work, hey, that'd be pretty cool. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could put on a a plastic band around my wrist and be stronger, more balanced, with more energy. But, yeah. You know, okay. Doesn't. So let's pick one of these last things to finish up the show with. Okay. What do you guys think? Oh, okay. I actually think we're. I think we're probably pretty over at this point. Yeah, and, and you I think know this what? Is and a this, nice place to end. Well, let's do a quick little fun one to end the show. On. But but this is a good place to leave it. We're not leaving on okay. something negative for once. 
Okay. Okay, we, I'll move it all then to the next one. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have one of these that you want to... Do, do you have something specific that you want to talk I don't about? Know, I mean, I think the pictures of um, ghosts having sex. All right, go ahead. Right. Do it. Because, okay. yeah, go ahead. That was it. pretty funny. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so this is uh, about a month old now, I think. But um, this one family supposedly took a picture... I, I guess the, the granddaughter or granddaughter whatever was taking a picture of the TV set and captured the most amazing thing. Images of ghosts getting it on. I love it. <laughs> apparently the the house itself has um, had all sorts of hauntings and such going on. You know, the whole family's reported all sorts of funny things. But this is an actual little miniature ghosts in front of the TV doing it. Now, I, I think we'll all kind of admit we're perverts here at Amateur <laughs> Skeptics. But even Guilty. my love of perversion... Yeah. I cannot figure out how the hell these are two ghosts having sex. <laughs> I'm looking at it's like, wow, these people are more perverted than I am if that's what they're seeing. <laughs> I mean, I keep looking at the pictures like, I'm just seeing these two, this blur. I, I can almost see how you could figure there's two figures there. But what the hell makes you think they're doing it? They hold obscured cable channels. <laughs> <laughs> so with enough practice, maybe. <laughs> And how in the world do ghosts have sex? I want to know that. It's like, aren't they intangible? I mean, they just start pass through each other as they. Well, you you got to make baby ghosts. You know, they they have a mandate <laughs> by God. Oh, man, I just you know, it's just so ridiculous. You know that, that it, it's clearly a glare to begin with, but to decide that it's two ghosts having sex, it's like, okay, are they really just trying to get on news programs to look like idiots or? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't intend to be idiots, but getting on the news program, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's uh, all that really... same kind of pareidolia, you know, Jesus and the grilled cheese, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And like I said, I, the Jesus and the grilled cheese, I I can see a face there. Here, I see I can see a ghost, but I can't see two ghosts having sex. <laughs> I <laughs> want to know what the logic is on why these are ghosts having sex. They don't explain that. They just say, oh, they're having sex. And that's about it. It's like, okay, I'm looking at the image. I don't see anything sexual to it. But well, hey, I try to I, compare I, I it to stuff at, you know, xhamster.com, and, and I can't make a match at all. <laughs> they're each in their own little kink, whatever. <laughs> all right. Is there anything else? I think we're good. All right. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night, Good night. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. You can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics Podcast at 720-295-7785. Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. This podcast is released under Creative Commons No Derivatives 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and podcast album art is provided by and copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request. 